Previously last week on Cock to Die, the investigators witnessed the gruesome murder of their friend, their dear friend, Dr. Jackson Elias, in his Chelsea Hotel suite. Chasing down the culprits, they watched one cultist escape in an old Hudson as the police arrived. Gathering as many clues before Lieutenant Poole burst into the room, you all had to hand over the pulverized cultist that you captured. After a cold funeral in the snow and receiving monies from the reading of Dr. Elias's will, you paid a visit to the illustrious Erica Carlisle, where the wiles of Dr. Bain Ambervis secure the group a private moment to discover the unlock and unlock a safe secreted behind the bookcase. Trouble weighs on the nerves of the back of your mind, persistently itching while the shadows slither across the blinds of Frank's office. All right, so what do we know so far? Elias was murdered from the documents we found on him and from the cultists that we beat the shit out of. Uh, it seems uh, pretty clear that Elias got his uh, nose in some business that uh, perhaps some people would rather he not have gotten involved in. It all seems to tie back to this Carlisle expedition and something that they found out there. On one of these documents in his pocket, it appears that uh, Elias had been doing some research into a group called the Bloody Tongue. Until we know otherwise, I'd say it's safe to assume that this Bloody Tongue may have been responsible for his murder. Uh, additionally, it believes that Elias ran into a man who says he had seen a member of this expedition in person. Uh, Mr. Nails Nelson. Of course, the last time Mr. Nelson was seen was in Nairobi. Nevertheless, it seems like there is a distinct possibility. Certainly, Elias seemed to believe that this expedition had not actually resulted in the death of the expedition members. But what did they find out there? And what was, what was it that was so important it'd be worth murdering poor Elias for? I honestly don't know. I was hoping you guys would take over at this point. What do we think we do here? 
I'm a, I'm a bit stimmied. I, I know how to read, so I read all the documents, but I have no idea where to go from here. That is a great question. Well, I seem to recall that the lady offered to fund us to pursue them, so we should maybe... Hmm. I mean, I'm all for being funded. That sounds excellent to me. Uh, yes, indeed. Now, it did seem clear that this uh, uh, Mrs. Carlisle, uh, or Ms. Carlisle, uh, she had actually gone over to the expedition and had supposedly found these bodies. But if Elias's notes are to be uh, believed, the uh, captain... Captain. The lieutenant, rather. My apologies. I had to go find the paper and look at it again. Uh, the lieutenant who uh, claimed to have found the bodies, the remains of the Carlisle expedition, uh, admitted that he actually found no Caucasian remains, that the, the bodies found all belonged to, to the escort of the expedition. Now, Ms. Carlisle had gone out there herself. It makes you wonder if she might know more than she is letting on. Exactly why is she willing to pay us to go out and look into this murder that she herself must know? Well, certainly she knows more than she's letting on. Since, uh, Mr. Dr. Bane, uh, the, uh, the Sharma has already gotten in her good, gotten in her good grace. Well, we need the money. Uh, but I think we should be very careful with Miss Carlisle. I don't remember. Did we accept that contract from her? It feels like something we would have just said yes to. A contract with Miss Carlisle. I do not remember this. What did it contract you for entering with her? Uh, didn't she offer to pay us some money to do some such or the other? Yes. In fact, we offered to investigate the Carlisle expedition on her behalf, and she then she thought that was a wonderful idea, and then we asked her if she would mind paying for that. I she remember this vaguely now. Enthused. I don't think she gave you a response on that in the affirmative. I remember that you did receive some piles of... I guess that would have been Peruvian gold? From... Yes the will, the reading of Jackson Elias's will. However, Erica Carlisle would not have paid you anything. She may have been polite oh. and entertained your promises to investigate further her disappearance, uh, her brother's disappearance, however. Mm. It didn't actually materialize any cash. Well, that's pretty disappointing, Wookie. I was looking forward to getting paid. Hey, don't come to me. Talk to Erica about it. Well, maybe Dr. Bain should go talk to Erica about it. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Seems like Dr. Bain's got it in. Wait, why am I being uh, volunteered for things? Well, Dr. Bain, I was under the impression that you were a bit of a charmer, a ladies' man. A man's man, really, a, uh, anything's man. True. 
if we're going to get to the bottom of this, we need to know what uh, this Ms. Carlisle knows. Uh, perhaps you might be able to work your magic. And then uh, uh, Frank kind of wiggles his eyebrows a lot. Suggestively, like, real slow, like, yeah, open down. Bane's gonna give it some thought, and she's like, I'm not, why not? Give me a credit rating score. Oh, that kind of lady. I'm not on my computer right now. Don't worry about it. So you would know that this lady of the courts would, uh, because of your position through the university, you might be able to gain a, a guest invitation to one of her social parties. However, these, uh... Wait, I've already heard this one. She's already invited me. The one we stole books from in the library? Yeah. The same. However, you know any kind of relationship that the two of you could pursue as she has ambitious goals uh, would probably have to be carried out in secret as some kind of surreptitious and scandalous affair. Ooh, I love scandals. Ooh. <laughs> well, I pray that if you care anything at all about the good name of Erica Carlisle, Consider what the gossip could do to her reputation. Oh, it could ruin her. Oh. <laughs> At this point, you guys have all discussed the clues that you've uh, pilfered off the corpse of your friend, as well as the different avenues that you've been invited to discover the mysterious circumstances surrounding your friend's death. The publisher, the Prospero House, uh, speaking with uh, Joan and Kingston, might serve to provide some more insights into his work, especially his more recent work, which might prove relevant. Also, you see that a business card uh, with Emerson Imports, as well uh, as a name on the back of that that has the name uh, Silas Mkwane. And finally, you did uh, discover the lead of the falsely, what seems to be the falsely accused Hilton Adams and his wife, Millie Adams, who might have more information for you. Uh, it's his wife. Oh no. yeah, she's hot. Okay. Ah. <laughs> That's all I needed to know. <laughs> We're gonna go see this guy's wife. Our wife. He's out of the house. Someone's got to take care of the late. Okay, hold on. Someone's got to keep the bed. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that seems like a job for Dr. Bane. Absolutely. So these are your possible avenues as you all discuss where to head to next. Bane's going to head over to this guy's wife. You all follow um, Dr. Ambivius to uh, uh, pay a visit on the uh, the good wife, Millie Adams? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Frank would probably be interested in making sure that some information was learned along with, uh, you know, Bane's 
normal proclivities. Horst is just tagging along with Frank. We might be able to look around a little bit while the uh, the good lady is distracted, depending on how well this goes. The bane. Excellent. You all pile into Doctor Who's car and make your way back to the. Back down to the south side of Manhattan. I can't find Millie Adams' place on the map, but I'm sure it's around here somewhere. And you guys drive around until you find it. You guys all pile out of the car and find yourselves on the street of a very nice, well-kept house. Seems like a pretty uh, modest working-class neighborhood. Anyone gonna what knock? color is the house? Uh, it's a very lovely baby blue. Did we call ahead at all? Do they have any idea that we're coming? Or we just showed up to this woman's house. You'll just I guess show that would have been our up. decision. I think we're just showing up. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Bane. Uh, good job. Good luck, Bane. Uh, is there a way that you would like us to help you? Or? Uh, everyone needs a wingman. I mean. Uh, all right. Uh, how do we want to do it? The old one, too? Are we, uh, traveling book salesman? I mean, is she... Is her husband home? Her husband is in prison. Ah! Well, that's even better. You'll make it easy. <laughs> Quite. Yeah. Uh, how hey, much baby. Do, we... do you like <laughs> someone who has a level and stable psyche and a job? <laughs> hey. And stable income? Stable well, mind stable and income? Uh, yeah, that's right. I'm a low bar special, baby. <laughs> Looking for someone who doesn't have a prison record. Well, you've come to the right place. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, nope, nope. That was the other podcast. Oh, no, damn it. Just missed it. You were so close. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you all Best knock on the door? Yeah, we knock on the door. Who is it? <laughs> oh, I love her. Uh, uh, hello. Oh, goodness, who are you? Uh, why, hello there. My name is Francis. Jefferson Bourgeois III. And this here, ma'am, is my friend, uh, Dr. Bain. He's a genuine, bona fide doctor. Oh my, good to meet you. It's never I meet such educated individuals over here in this part of town. Bane's gonna do the lean down and kiss the hand sort of thing. 
goodness, oh my. Like, yeah, it's a pleasure to meet you, too. I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw someone as beautiful. Oh, 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 oh. Well, go on, don't stop. <laughs> oh, God. I love it. I love it. It's my favorite voice now. It's my new favorite voice. I love everything about it. You, you should. The lady, uh, even though she is blushing the full red cheeks, lovely, uh, a lovely framed uh, right around her uh, little round face, plump woman. She is uh, having a grand old time. However, you can see her eyes darting around. She's checking the corners, the car that just arrived. She looks at the people getting out of it. Just seems to be a couple men offloading some bags of potatoes. Nothing to worry about. Uh, if uh, you would, ma'am, would be a trouble for us to go inside and, you know, get more acquainted. Well, if you keep lavishing those compliments on me, I could see myself uh, entertaining you. Uh, give me a, a charm or persuade roll, please. God damn it. She's not easy. Alright. Apparently uh, not that easy. Charm <laughs> or persuade. Uh, well. Let us inside. That was the... That was the check. It was a hard check. She seems a little nervous, a little frightened, as if uh, she feels vulnerable without her husband around. Not knowing if there might be some force out there that got her husband, might come for her eventually. Oh, it's not every day that destiny calls. I don't blame you for being a little nervous. Taking Will not a final, change your life. Taking a final glance around and holding tightly onto Dr. Ambervius's hand, she pulls you all inside, closing the door quickly behind you. Leading you all into the kitchen, she goes about uh, putting the kettle on and making some tea, fussing about, trying to cut a perfectly triangular sandwiches for you all, puts them on the table. Oh wait, what type of sandwich? Uh, just as it seems to be like a cheese sandwich, uh, some cheese in between some bread. I'll be polite. Take a bite. It's not the best cheese. It's, it tastes like government cheese, but it does provide calories. Mmm. Sustenance. Ah, uh, thank you for the cheese sandwich, ma'am. Oh, don't worry about it. It's no problem at all. I want to make sure you're comfortable. Oh, yes, quite comfortable. This foreboding music makes me feel like we're about to do something terrible to this lady. What? What do you mean? <laughs> they I meant nothing. You didn't hear that. <laughs> Stop breaking the fourth wall, God damn it. Bane's going to take a seat and uh, gently pull the woman into his lap. Gracious. Gracious indeed. Uh, I mean, you got to get comfortable. I want to make sure she's as comfortable as possible as well. 
Okay, what do you what do you do like to know? Yeah, I gotta be honest. This is feeling like we're about to like rob this woman. Or <laughs> I'm gonna rob the woman. Stop putting those thoughts out there. Uh, all right, I'm going, uh, ma'am. I'm going to use your powder room if that's all right with you. Oh, help yourself. As long as I get a little more attention from this one, you can go wherever you want. Well, that's gross. Uh, yes, please, indeed. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess, uh, Francis is going to, uh, head towards the bathroom, and then he's gonna look to see if there's, like, an office or a study or, I don't know, something lower class than that. Maybe a desk somewhere that might have some, like, documents or information or anything. It's a pretty, uh, pretty? It's a pretty modest house. You do find upstairs in the bedroom, directly across from the bathroom, that there is a small desk. Uh, all right, yeah. Uh, Frank would like to open it up. So you creep into the room, kind of squeaking on the wooden floorboards. You stealthily as possible start rifling through the drawers and the notes on the desk. Go ahead and give me a stealth roll, as you hear from down below. Oh, Doctor, please tell me more about your work. This is so fascinating. I love to entertain. Can he have, like, Wait. advantage on that stealth roll since I'm distracting her? Yeah, mine's 20. I don't know why it shows up the way it did there. I'll give you one more stealth roll. Without well, pushing it. much worse. Why are you making so much noise? God damn it. Frank accidentally, like, pulls the fucking drawer right out. It slams on the ground. Francis! Francis, do you need help up there? Bane's gonna oh, take Oh, I'm alright. Uh, thank you. Uh, I fell in for a moment, but I'm alright now. Yeah, Bane's gonna take his hand, put it on her cheek, and, like, direct her gaze towards him, be like, oh, let's not concern ourselves with what's going up on up there. I mean... You're right. It's not important. Right oh, my, yes, I could fall into those eyes. <laughs> now, Doctor, why have you come to my lovely home? Well, as lovely as the home is, would you believe me if I told you I came here for you? God, <laughs> don't break an old woman's heart now, now. Ah, oh, there should be no heartbreak in here, ma'am. You've been hurt enough. She turns uh, somehow a deeper shade of red. Is Francis okay up there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I made a lot of noise, but uh, did I find anything in the cabinet? Or the uh, desk, rather? What you find up there is predominantly Millie Adams' possessions. You find a few scraps, like a few things relating to Hilton. However, you can tell that everything around Hilton, the husband, has been... Taken. There's almost like a blinding hole, like a missing from his, a missing aspect from his home. There should be more of him. And then you realize when he was arrested, they probably searched his home. You know, in fact, they did. You saw it in the papers. They probably confiscated right. most of his belongings, including pictures, notes. Okay, uh, before giving up, then he's going to start, like, putting his ear next to it and kind of tapping on the, uh, the desk 
and the walls surrounding it, just in case there might be like a hollow space, some kind of uh, spot where doc anything could have been put where it wouldn't be immediately obvious to the police. All right, spot hidden check. Doctor, Doctor Ambervius. Yep. Millie gets up for a moment and uh, huddles over to the stove where the tea has begun to boil over. She quickly takes it off and then brings it back to the table and starts putting some tea bags in some cups for y'all. Now, Doctor, I... I know that you came here for a reason. Does it have anything to do with my husband, Hilton? That is a good question. Uh, it doesn't actually. I'm kind of curious about why he isn't here, but I mean, it's better for me, isn't it? Oh, damn. <laughs> well, I think my husband would be more than willing to uh, have a. Th okay, anyway, I gotta keep those dirty thoughts to myself, any. Oh, dear. I really wish my husband was here, though. He was arrested by the police, you know. I was hoping that someone, maybe that you were working with that Schosenberg girl, trying to get my husband out of prison. I mean, who needs him? I'm a much better replacement, aren't I? You are, but I'm a greedy woman. I want you and him. Just think of all the fun vacations we could go on together if he was bankrolling us. Well, as much as I'd like to have you all to myself, it seems that you're very insistent on your husband. Save my husband, please! <laughs> God! <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about the mysterious circumstances surrounding my husband's arrest! Well, do you have any information on your husband? Yes, I'll lay it all out to you. I know this might be a familiar story about police brutality, but please. Uh, Hilton grew concerned when Harlem locals began disappearing several years ago. As the number of disappearances increased, Hilton turned to a group of friends from the local saloon they all got drunk at. It's uh, Teddy's, it's about two blocks over from here, the, uh, over by the Lafayette Theater. All of whom had uh, served in the Harlem Hellfighters. In the war, they began organizing patrols and trying to protect a number of the community alongside trying to find out who was responsible for these terrible deeds. After the police of the 14th Precinct refused to take the matter seriously. Ain't just gonna be writing this all down in a notebook. Even after the mutilated bodies started appearing a couple years back, the police still refused to do anything, claiming gang violence and street robberies gone wrong as the cause, despite... <clears throat> despite the pronouncements regarding <laughs> an African death cult. <laughs> this is a woman, right? Despite... Uh, excuse me. Uh. 
<laughs> oh god, his skin's cracking apart. It's a snake person! God damn it. I thought it was a trap. Despite the pronouncements regarding an African death cult by some old crackpot with too much time at his hands, Hilton and his friends focused on the death cult link and managed to turn up a reference in the New York Public Library about some long dead East African cult. Her husband didn't tell her what it was called. Oops. My husband didn't tell me what it was called, and the police confiscated the journal in which he kept all his notes regarding the case. So yeah, Bane's gonna finish writing. He's gonna look up at the woman and be like, Alrighty, is that all the information you have, or...? Trying to remember, I want to give you all the information that might help you free my husband! You know, there was something weird. He used this red cloth as a bookmark to keep his place in the book. Or what? Why does it sound like a sad anime cutscene about going on about their tragic past? Uh, it's very Final Fantasy or Lost Odyssey going on here. Well, because I'm sad, my husband was stripped away from me. Bane doesn't like me. Yeah, they're uh, they're a troublesome bunch. Well, the red cloth, there was a bookmark in the journal, and I suspect it had some greater significance if he was using and studying it. Maybe it was connected somehow. The group continued. Uh, activities didn't go well with the police, however, who warned Hilton about the dangers of stirring up trouble. Pressure was also applied to a couple of Hilton's friends by their employers, members of uh, the old conservative old guard, who were convinced that the group's activities would only bring Harlem into disrepute, especially all the cult nonsense. Already red bookmark. Uh, weird act. Cold. Yep, 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 got it. Mm -hmm. Uh, look, I got a, uh, was that, uh, uh, 51 on my, uh, searching for hidden stuff. Is there any hidden drawers up in that, uh, dresser, or should I, or the desk, or should I come back down? You're rivaling through the underwear drawer of Millie Adams when you do find a false bottom at the, uh, at the bottom of one of the, the panty drawers. One of the panty drawers? Well, ooh. uh, okay, yeah. Um, Francis opens up the penny drawer, secret drawer. You find an assortment of like leather straps and all these uh, interesting <laughs> ties and ropes. You find a bunch of like furry handcuffs. Gotcha, gotcha. Of course, okay. Uh, 
Francis picks him up real quick and then he kind of like takes a handkerchief out of his jacket and wipes his hand off and uh, closes the drawer. Comes back downstairs. Actually, he goes to the bathroom. I think it's the first time I've peed in any of the campaigns so far. So yeah, uh, Francis goes and he pees and he washes his hands uh. for an appropriate amount of time. And then he uh, comes back down. All right. As you come back down the stairs, you find, you hear the final, uh, the finishing up of Millie Adams as she uh, alternates between uh, set, pouring tea, setting up the tea, and then jumping back onto Dr. Ambivia, Ambervius's lap. Ah, Francis, you're back. Oh, uh, yes. You have a delightful bathroom. Yes, I try and empty the chamber pot regularly. Listen. I could tell. I very much appreciated your chamber pot. Oh, yep, very cleanly around here. Uh, look, despite my husband's reticence to include me in his inquiries, he did mention that he thought there was a cult operating in Harlem and that we were probably paying the police to turn a blind eye to their activities of said cult, just like all the other criminal gangs. Oh, uh, that seems entirely possible. Did you, uh, or did your husband give you any more information about this cult before he was taken away? Her eyes narrow directly at you, and she stands up to her full five foot four height. Oh, that's a cult. Oh, no. Why? One night, shortly before. My husband's arrest, I heard him mention the name Juju House to a friend, uh, Needham Johnson, who works uh, at the New York Age as a reporter. Indeed. Uh, which newspaper does this reporter work for? The newspaper's name is New York Age, and... Listen, ah, I, yes. I got a bad feeling about this whole situation. It stinks to high heaven, and my husband's innocent. He was arrested in September, and after he was found standing over the body of a middle-aged man in a dingy alley not far from the Harlem branch of the New York Public Library, police alleged, allegedly alerted by the dying man's screams, claimed to have seen my husband throw away a bloody knife. I'm telling you, they're liars. Uh, Mrs. Adams, we will do everything in our power to get your husband back to you. But not too quickly, obviously. And then, uh, he kind of winks at Dr. Bain. Oh, no, uh, just as long as it gets done eventually. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. All right, well, I've seen everything I need. Dr. Bain, do you need a little more time? We could always come back and pick you up. Oh, no, no. Uh, I'm sure she badly wants to see her husband. Who am I to deny her that, right? I do, but I can't oh, yeah. stand to see him in Sing Sing. Maybe you can get some more information from uh, from him yourself if you visit him in prison. Sing Sing, <laughs> you say? Ah, uh, yes. I guess it's off to the prison room. 
Uh, yes, or to the paper, or both. Let's go to the prison. I've never been. To Sing Sing? It, uh, well, it's considerably less singing than you might imagine. But yes, let's do it. Such a, such a charming name, though. All right. Goodbye, Miss Adams. Peace. Thanks for letting me use your can. Anytime. Thanks so much for trying to save my marriage. Bye. Bane feels only hatred towards this woman's husband. Bane, uh, jealousy does not look good on you. Bane's going to look over to Francis and be like, you know what? Here. going to calm down. Take a couple deep breaths, you know. Uh, calm himself down. Recalibrate himself as they do, you know? Yes, good thinking. Bane doesn't like this woman or her husband. <gasps> no, I can't say I liked her either. I love divorce, but I wouldn't want to sleep with her. Yes, uh, her constant talking of her husband kind of did it in for me. It's a bit of a buzzkill, constantly bringing up the uh, the man you married to. Quite. <laughs> maybe, when, maybe in prison you could sleep with the husband. That is actually. How did you know? Well, Dr. Payne, I know you well enough. Clearly. Your horniness knows no bounds. And it only took you two days to figure out my general personality type. Yes. Well, mine is simply a southern accent. Yours is horny. Little horse is yet to be decided. I'm Best just... to start small and uh, work your way up to actual personalities. <laughs> So you all make your way to Sing Sing? Yep. Yep. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Sing Sing is located on the outskirts of town, about 30 miles or so from New York City. You all find that taking the taking the old car out there might be tough, as roads aren't what they uh <laughs> roads aren't what they used to be. So you all pile into a train and make the distance up the river. Originally run under the brutal Auburn system, conditions in Sing Sing began to change during the early 20th century, particularly under the wardenship of Lewis E. Laws. However, you know that this jail executed its first prisoner in 1891 and for the past 30 years has earned the nickname Sing Sing because this Delph house was specifically built with an electric chair nicknamed Old Sparky. Sent many criminals singing to their graves. Well, shit. Morbid. Just a little bit morbid. You all arrive at this massive concrete structure and after the necessary forms and formalities are gone through and much waiting time, 
you're led through giant iron doors that creak and moan and screech with rust as you walk by them. And you're escorted all the way back to Hilton Adams cell block. There is a fat um, mustachioed man who uh, explains that his name is Brunton and that you have 30 minutes. Look around. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Brunton. Not a problem. Now, look, there's some rules you gotta understand. I'm gonna need you to abide by with your time in there with the prisoner. You got 30 minutes to speak with him. Um, we're gonna be watching you. If you pass anything through the bars to his cell, no items may be exchanged, and this will result in immediate termination of the interview and your removal from the presences. Presences, do I make myself clear? Can I look for cameras? There are no cameras. How many guards are there? Roll for prison guards? Uh... Uh, what am I rolling? Uh, I uh, tried to think to myself here how many prison guards would be in Sing Sing in 1920. Well, in the area we're going to be. Two! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this point, all you see is the man uh, Hudson. Oh, excuse me. Brunton in front of you, along with one other uniform security guard who is. Uh, lazily swinging uh, and tossing on his finger a ring of keys. Mm -hmm. How flexible do they look? They are not making the gymnastics team this year. Ah, not in that sense. I mean, like, would they be swayed by monetary gain? Ah, corrupt? <laughs> ah, well... I know someone who has a high social uh, skills that might be able to persuade them. Cool. Gonna pull them aside and be like, hey, look. I'm sure you love working here, love doing your job, protecting the citizens, and, you know, being a very honorable man of the law, but. I got. Yeah, I protect law all the time. That's why I became a security guard to make sure the law was enforced. Bane's gonna reach into his fat wallet, pull out four hundred dollars, slip uh, each one. <laughs> the most important law of them all, the law of money. Gonna slip oh, both what? Uh. <laughs> both two hundred dollars. Gonna pat the pockets he set him in and be like. If you could uh, leave us alone for about an hour, be greatly appreciated. Um, and you see the uh, police officer peel off a, a bill and hand it over to uh, Hudson. Hudson? Brunton. And they uh, look at each other back at you and then make their way towards the door, go on the other side of the door, close it, and then stand on the opposite side of the glass. God fucking damn it. I want my $400 back. No refunds. God, I hope you choke in your sleep. <laughs> I 
After a moment, you guys look back into the dark cell and see in the small windows a silhouette of light movement. A man walks forward. You see his pinstriped uniform, black and white. Also, matching the stripes cast from the shadows as the white, shadowy walls are cast from the barred windows. Is he hot? He's the hottest guy you've seen so far. You can oh, tell he's been doing shit. push-ups in prison and that his shirt is tied. His like overalls or the shirt arms are tied around his waist and it's got like that sweat stain that goes into the V of his like stomach. He's got at least 16 abs. Ah, uh, it's the big boss. Unfurling the sleeves and then, like with this snap of a collar, zipping up the uh, the onesie. Well, I'd shake your hands, but he says, uh, "This man uh, Hilton says Riley, but I don't think that would go down too well, eh?" Mister Brun, wait, Thanks. where's Mister Brun? Is Mister Brun not here? Uh, Mr. Brunton has decided to give us a couple minutes with you alone. Yeah, I don't see that against no, it's against normal regulation. We must have bribed him. He must have asked very politely. Uh, yes. Hey, what can I do you for? Uh, well, we, uh, we actually just got finished speaking to your wife. Are you with the police? No, we are not. What are you doing? Not for quite some time. Well, your wife is quite concerned about you. She's staying incredibly faithful. Uh, not <laughs> even thinking about sleeping with other men. Not Good. even a thought on the mind. Good. Good. And additionally, she uh, she wants to make sure that her husband uh, is no longer in prison for a crime that he did not commit. I knew that woman would come to the rescue for me. Yes. Purely, purely for altruistic reasons, of course, as well. Uh, anyways, she, uh... Oh, no. She reached out to the two of us, the three of us, rather, and uh, implored that we might assist you in your plight. Hilton guess uh, to do so though we're going to need to know considerably more than we do right now about what you were looking into this uh, uh perhaps you could stop by letting us know everything you know about the bloody tongue I don't know I've never heard that name before friend and he looks over at you Dr. Amber Viz. raises an eyebrow up at you Bane will give him a wink you fuck my wife? <sighs> now, I'll be honest with you. I came with the intention of fucking your wife. But... but <laughs> however... I changed my mind. And instead... I'm trying after you. 
Well, I believe <laughs> conjugal visits are going to be opened up after they fry me, but yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you everything I know about the strange cult I was looking into in Harlem before. And before Captain. So called Captain Robson threw me in here. I suspect. You think he's not a real cop? I'm not saying he's not a real cop. I'm saying that no cop should ever act how he's acted. He's a dirty cop. Well, if blaming an innocent man wasn't bad enough, I think he might be involved somehow in the disappearances. But let me start from the beginning. Man's gonna find a seat. You guys find some of those plastic fold-out chairs and find some, like, really shitty coffee and pour it into the styrofoam cups. What's the closest I can get to the cell? Uh, right up next to the bars. Cool. As you get close to the bars, Hilton doesn't make any motion. He just continues to tell his story. I suspect the disappearances have been going on for years. Although, how long, I couldn't say. I only really started noticing them a little after I got back from the war in 1919. But they have been going on for a lot longer than that, I suspect. Once they spotted something was going on, or once we did, it became clear that the disappearances took place on a monthly basis. They all took place during the dark of moon, which makes perfect sense if you're going to abduct someone, there's no light out in the night. Was there anything in common with these victims? Down and outers, people that wouldn't go missed if they weren't missing. Murders, on the other hand, they didn't appear to have any fixed schedule. They seemed to happen in response to something specific. Certain that the last one, well, the eighth, I'm sorry, was carried out in that frame of time. This last one, and this one was out of the ordinary. I think this one might have just been done to frame me. But that might be paranoid, I'm not sure. Look. It wasn't my knife that was used on the murder victim. I had more sense than to take my bolo with me out on patrol, knowing that the previous victims had all been killed with the large knife. Instead, I carried my army-issued revolver for protection, and I insisted that the knife that was taken in the police search of my rooms later by the captain That wasn't all that was weird about the murders. I discovered a pattern. Shortly after I was arrested, none of the abductions or murders took place within the two-block radius of West 137th Street between Lennox Avenue and Harlem River. Apart from the one I saw arrested, uh, apart from the one that arrested me,
Beyond that clear area, the abductions have found out in a rough circle about a mile from, uh, from the west of Harlem River. Uh, you suspected that the murderers perhaps were based somewhere in that location there. That's where we were narrowing down our search when I got picked up. The locations where the bodies were found, more spread out and sometimes crossed over the neighboring police's precinct. Maybe in some kind of effort to disguise to befuddle the investigators. Following one of the... Uh, following on uh, from Mordecai Lemming's pronouncements in the press about the African death cult, we found mention of something called... Oh, that's it. You know, now that comes to ring, ring a bell. The Cult of the Bloody Tongue in the New York Public Library. Did you ever have any dealings with uh, Mr. Elias? A cultist expert, a writer? You know, I think uh, I'm familiar with the author's name. However, I never met the man in person. I believe some of the reading material that we came across were some of his works, actually. But that's as far as uh, I'm acquainted with the man. Indeed. All right. What else can you tell us? Anything that you tell us now might be helpful in releasing you from this hell. Well, the closest we got to this whole thing and unraveling this knot was when we came to the conclusion that the cult of the bloody tongue was from Africa. Here in New York, the only place in the area with ties to Africa was an emporium called the Juju House run by a man came called Silas Nkwane, which receives regular shipments of goods from there. Even though the shop has been there for years, there was just something about the place that gave me the creep, so started looking at it and surveilling it. I didn't manage to surveil it long before the police got to me. But I did see a muscular, shaven, bald-headed man in his late thirties. Uh, important question. Did he look Nazi-ish? The Nazis? Uh, what year is this again? Are we still in the twenties? I'm not sure they are Nazis yet. Uh, uh, yeah. Does he look like he could be a Nazi? Does he look like he could be someone who would identify with the word Nazi? Not that you've ever heard of that word before. I have no idea what this national socialism is, what you're talking about? Ah, uh, it's a couple of years too early. I'm sorry for our line. I ain't gonna be able to help you about that Nazi. I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> for our line. Oh god, no. Every time I hear that, I just... The freaking bridge thing for Helsing. Clockwork Nazi. My god. The horror. God. 
Besides the suspicious man outside the shop, no one seemed keen to talk to me about the man, so it wore me away. But I did get a name. Makunga Dairy. And I'm certain that whoever was behind the murders decided that uh, I was becoming a threat and he worked with the police to make sure I was out of the equation. You think it was this Mr. Dairy that was involved? I'm a man sitting on death row. I know better to point the finger at someone without the proper amount of evidence, and I was picked up before I could carry out my investigation. When is your scheduled death? Well, I'd say any hour now they'll put me on old Sparky and send me to my maker. God, you did it. Have you thought about escaping? I have a thousand times. My mind's raced back and forth trying to find a way out of wiggle this... this hole, this dark hell that I find myself in. But I've accepted my fate. These wheels that turn are bigger than any one of us. I can only hope that you take the knowledge that I told you and you learned here today and you find these despicable killers and you bring them to justice. Alright, um... Would I know where the electric chair is? Yes! Is it heavily guarded? No, it's just down the hall. You see, like, this long, uh, stretching hallway that goes down a two-tiered, uh, uh, two-level hallway of prisoners, and then at the end of the hallway... At Dr. A... Bane, this gentleman is hot, but not so hot that, uh, I would risk going to jail for the rest of your life. Oh, no, you risk nothing. You know nothing of me. You don't know who I am. If anybody asks, you've never heard of my name. Never seen me in your life. And Bane's gonna run down the hallway towards the chair. Clip, 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 clip. I'm just imagining your like uh, your soul uh, running footsteps down this massive hallway. You get down there, and do you see this uh, circular room in the middle of which is a chair with a lovely bucket with a bunch of wires coming off of it? And you also see a bunch of electrical wiring and equipment all over the walls. On the right-hand side, you see a glass window uh, back into another room. Alright, uh, how complicated does this chair look? Mm, I will accept a heavy machinery roll because I feel like there'd just be a big red button that says kill person on it. Oh no, you have a Dr. Frankenstein lever. Oof. Looking around, it doesn't make any sense. You're like, okay, well, the wall and the power comes in from here and then you really have to take your time before you eventually find 
A big-ass lever. What are you trying to do? Break the chair. I'll say that you're able to sabotage the chair and the lever in a way that's not immediately obvious. Good. Uh, that's going to be the backup plan. So, going to run back up there. What are those two guards doing? And on my way up here, did I see any other guards in the immediate area? Yes. You saw a heavily guarded wall. The entire prison is surrounded by parapet mounted by armed guards and towers, each of which contains at least two people, including the rotation of uh, just on your way in. You would have seen ten different guards as well as the two on the opposite side of the door. You are unarmed, having surrendered your weapons as uh, at the beginning to gain entry into the facility. This is unfortunate. Uh, who's in charge here? <laughs> As you ask that, a man in a purple suit steps out of nowhere like a fold in reality. Yes, I am the warden. Happy to meet you. How can I help you at my wonderful establishment here at Sing Sing? Does he look sane? You see in the back of his mind, he is lighting puppies on fire and then eating them while they're still alive. Saying enough. All right. Uh, can I ask him if we can talk in private in his office? Of course. Death this way. And you guys open a cell door like uh, some of the bars and step into an already occupied cell. Ah. Uh. Okay. The prisoners do not get up. They just kind of sit in the cells where they were sitting, and they, they don't move. They seem terrified. Not paralyzed, but they are still as bored. All right. Look, sir, I'm going to level with you. Uh, what does it take to get somebody out of here? No one leaves here except for the body wagon. What does it take to get you out of here? <laughs> I'm pretty Jesus dug in. Christ. I'm like a leech. A tick that's been brewed into your scalp for years. There's no removing the warden, especially when I run this place like a German clock. Even for a drink? Okay, step this way. Let's go have that drink. Great. Little Does he by any means look like somebody I'm capable of charming? He is, uh, you probably say, 65, 70-year-old man. His breath stinks. He's got this green teeth. <sighs> I hate everything about this. Yes, you do. But is it possible? It is a... Less than enjoyable experience. Little horse and Francis. Uh, Francis is going back to the car because this is getting pretty gross, and or we're about to get shot by these prison guards. Yeah, horse is following Francis. Yes, this is Doctor Bane's show. Enjoy. Yeah, I'm not into this. I'm getting the fuck out of here. This is going to be rough. Horse, let us retire to the car before we get shot or witness something that we'll never be able to scrub from our eyes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that'd probably be best. 
You guys leading out of the uh, prison facility through the iron bars and the security checkpoints, you find yourselves back in the car, waiting for the doctor. Doctor, Mike play Yahtzee while we wait. <laughs> Roll him up. Dr. Bain. You get handed an exceptionally tall, neat whiskey from uh, the warden here. Yes, and let me tell you about the new solitary confinement. It's a new policy I have. I've read up about it from these books about how to inspire complacency and uh, compliance. Compliance, that's it. We take them and we put them in a hole and we isolate them in the hole without any human contact. Oh, well, why do you think this would be bad for someone? How would someone not enjoy this? Well, it seems that humans need a, and he just is going on and on about all these, yeah, it seems like very pop uh, psychology shallow ideas. He's going to pretend to care while sipping, you know, kind of as a drink. Not enough to get drunk, but like to savor the actual taste of the alcohol. Is this good alcohol, by the way? It is not. Pain <laughs> feels, what's the word? Betrayed. Uh, if Doctor Who's not here, it's going to be tough to find good alcohol. He's going to set the glass down and be like, uh, well, as nice as solitary confinement sounds, have you ever considered hypnotism? I could show you a demonstration right now if you'd like. I feel like it's a good way to keep prisoners in check and, you know, make sure that they're not going against the wills of the prison. Well, of course, I'd be uh, most intrigued to see a demonstration. I... Saw Clockwork Orange, and I thought that was an effective method. Drugs and violent imagery, but let's see what your is. Okay. Can I attempt to hypnotize this man? Yes. Man's gonna take a uh, very ornate pocket watch out of his uh, coat pocket. Now, in order for this to work, you're going to have to be open to the idea of hypnotism. You're going to have to give yourself up to me, you know, put your trust in me, and just trust. relax, sit oh. down, wind down, you know. Oh, oh, oh. Relax, picture a very serene scene. For some, it's a nice, you know, peaceful beach with the wind and the smell of salt in the air, but for you, uh, well... It may very well be the uh, sight of people being disemboweled on crucifixion crosses, but whatever makes you relax. I like disembowelments. Yes, he's gonna sit him down in the chair and like rub his shoulders and have him lean back and relax. He's gonna just feed him the idea of like letting go, of being relaxed, you know, letting all that tension flow off of his body as he, you know, sort of gets situated. You get the shway right in the room. Go ahead and give me an hypnosis roll. Are there hip are, there are no hypnosis rolls? I just looked up the skill. There is in fact a skill of hypnosis. It's not in the sheet. I will accept a psychology roll straight. God fucking damn it. Alrighty. Well <laughs> Uh, 
So you see for a moment, his eyes cloud over. He resists, almost subconsciously, but then choosing to allow you into his mind. You successfully hypnotize? Alright. Only the base. So, relax. Feel yourself sink deeper into a pool of water, maybe. Let your earthly desires go. Just feel yourself floating in the nice serene pool. Give yourself a So relaxed. I am worthy. You're right. Yes. Now, as you feel yourself relax, you feel yourself slip into a nice, deep slumber. But before you do that, there's some simple instructions I must give you that you will act upon this week. I'm so sleepy, I'm so drowsy, but I gotta get one more thing done. When you wake, you were released a certain uh, by the name of that woman whose husband I'm into right now. I will release that guy who's uh, husband's it, woman don't, I'm into. I don't remember his name, but the guy we just got finished talking to. So, insert that. I will release Hilton Adams from his cell tomorrow. And you will let him to meet with his wife. Never again will you mess with him. Reunite him, Adams his wife and I'll never again mess with them yes that is all now once I, I snap my fingers can I throw them into a hole no, no more you hole? can into the hole no okay. harm shall be done to help you his wife no harm understood now when I snap my fingers you fall into a deep slumber and you'll wake up feeling the most rested you have in the entire 65 years of your life uh, Snap of the fingers. And then bang the Ooh, that was a good snap. Yeah. Is he sleepy? <laughs> I'm so sleepy. And he lies over on a throw couch. I think they're called Kerchase? Love seat. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. And he falls into a deep slumber, and that's where we're going to take our five-minute break. Bane's going to strut out the... <laughs> Got it. Bane walking out of prison, freeing a prisoner, savior of us all. And you guys thought there was gonna someone get shot. <laughs> Amateurs. What do you think, Horst? You think he do this the decency of taking a shower before he gets his skanky ass back in this car? <laughs> I mean, maybe we just have her take have him take a different car. Maybe. I mean, it is Doctor Who's car, so I don't really care that much. We just go put a blanket down or something, though. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Wise. Got the willies. Yeah, I don't believe that for a second. I mean, you can do a body check if it makes you any happier. 
The last thing I want to do is look at any part of your body right now. Thank you very much. Your charms do not work on me, Mr. Bane. Uh, no, admitted. You're aware of my, uh, your proclivities. Uh, yes. We've gotten drunk on more than one occasion. We've discussed the things that have grown on your willy. No, thank you. I think I specified earlier, Bane doesn't just sleep around. It's a lot of... Have you ever heard of posts? Where they, like, talk up a woman or whatever to make them feel better about themselves. Bane does that. He's not just sleeping around with anybody. He's laying on the charms. So, Bane is a tease. Yes. Oh, Bane. You... You monster. You monster tease you. Oh, yeah. He loves breaking. Heartbreaker. Besides, it's easier because people want what they cannot have. We can break bread. Whatever you feel, we can break legs. I'll make sure all your dogs stay fed. But talk is cheap. And I'm concerned about what ain't said. I've seen cats outnumber mine three to one. Selling wolf tickets and thinking we would run. I knew they didn't have to fight like us when we was young. Cause we were chasing them cats down the street when we was done. You ain't hard cause you can kill in a song. Hard is being a man admitting you were wrong. Hard is me squashing my beef with you. Cause if I don't, I might be six feet deep with you. Benefits nobody, not me or you. You can get God and they can get me too. I'm man enough to admit it now. Life is changing and we need to slow down. Take your time, young man. Don't you rush to get old. Keep it in your Back under the slow turning of Frank's ceiling fan, you guys sit in the the smoke-filled office as you think over and mull, digest, and marinate the facts that you discovered at Sing Sing. Betrayal. Surreptitious finger-pointing, and of course... A time-old, ancient, recurring problem of corrupt fucking cops! Ah, you hate Yeah. Yeah! You guys mull over your next move. How to pursue this cult that's been ravaging the underbelly of uh, New York. I mean, I guess we've heard a couple times now that the the cult appears to be centered in a certain location. So I guess we could always kind of go to that 
spot, sniff around a little bit, see if anyone's heard anything. Ah. Uh, Hilton did, um, uh, recommend us to that African... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's an option, too. I guess it's more antiques or whatever, but the place where the big ball-headed guy is, uh, standing outside the door. Maybe we can go try to find that guy. Sounds like he might know something. I'm more so about the place that he was guarding, because that's where Hilden was like a... Oh. It's the place that got him in yeah. trouble in the first place, but... Alright, you guys make your way on over to the Juju house. It is an option. Yep. Yep. <laughs> As you make your way into this part of Harlem, you see that this is the part of town inside the circumference of the circle around 137th Street. Already your hair on the back of your neck rises as you arrive to just pass in front of, walk by the Juju house. It's in a back alley. For what goes for a back alley here in New York, you see that the back of a pawn shop is what this storefront, the Juju House, opens up into. Other than that, it's just a bunch of blank walls. This African Art Emporium is in Harlem at one ransom court, a cluttered alleyway. Wet uh, off of West 137th Street, east of Lenox Avenue. Okay. What time of day are you all going or about your business here? Uh, I guess what time of day is it now? We woke up, we hit on a lady, we went to Sing Sing. Call it early like afternoon. That's fine. I mean, yeah. Let's just I mean, go ahead and go in. Yeah, let's do this. Frankly, nighttime seems a little more frightening. Between the cops that are arresting people and the cultists that are chopping people apart, I'd like to be able to see the threats coming. Agreed. Tink, 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 tink. You guys open the door and find a wonderfully eclectic store within. All these odd, uh, different African thingamajigs. Stuff of magoo. Bane's gonna take a look around the shop, kind of a. Yes, look at all these cool thingamajigs. Also looking for the owner. After a few moments of wandering, you guys are in there for about two or five minutes when uh, creepiness of the store begins to impart itself. And then you guys hear movement and look over and find a man in his mid-twenties. Yes, can I help you? Is he hot? He's pretty good looking. Hotter or less hot than the warden, though? That's the question. 
Uh, definitely hotter than the warden. Warden was ugly as hell. That was work. That was work on the half of Dr. Bane. You guys should yeah. thank her or him. I would like praise. <laughs> that hurt me. Ain't easy being uh, nice to these gross old men. Yuck! After a moment, you guys see two uh, behind in the shadows lurking back there is a second older gentleman. No, no, no. I'm not doing any more old people. I swear to God, no. He's a oh, short, Dr. elderly, uh, African-American looking guy. Very, like, froey, fuzzy white hair. Like Samuel L. Jackson in, uh, what's the word? Pulp Fiction. I was just trying to remember when he had a fro, and the only time I could think of him having a fro, it would be in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I think that was it. Just about. Yeah, yeah but like frizzy and gray, kind of like when um, Morgan Fox was having the... Uh, Morgan Fox? Help me out here. Morgan Freeman? Freeman? Yeah, Morgan Freeman was playing Fox on Batman. He had that like gray, that grayness going. That was pretty hot. I am just now realizing that Morgan Freeman had like one of the long-lasting, like, uh, slave names. Or, well, free slave names. Free man? Yeah. yeah. That's a slave name? So, once you got free, and you, like, legally changed your name to whatever you wanted to be, a lot of people got the last name Freeman. Because, you know, they were free. Seems well, like an he's important He's a man. Point. Yeah. Now like, we when, you were, when you were introduced to folks, they would, like, introduce you as whatever your name is, Freeman, because slaves didn't have last names. Oh. Wow, that puts it into sharp focus. Yep. Now when we free the women from slavery, we should call them free women uh, for nope. last names. You only get free men. <laughs> and only men get to be free. <laughs> women don't get rights. Only some men and no women get rights. But that's all what we're talking about. But as long as he's not an old guy, I, I can I can work with this. He's an old man. But the younger man uh, stands uh, in front of the shop, seems to be minding it, doing all the heavy lifting, while the older gentleman oversees the operation. I'm gonna try to get on the younger side. Oh, yes, sir. How can we help you? Thing. Wasn't expecting him to be so uptight. Well, I try and stay professional as possible. I'm a day trader, and I want you to know that your money is safe with us. Here at Wall Street Bets, we make sure that the investments are super safe and totally awesome. And that's what we've uh, created our hedge fund around. I am severely turned off. I can make sound investments for you. I, I, I can't do it, I'm sorry. Bane's gonna walk away. <laughs> Run away, oh god, it's a, it's a day trader. Run! I, I can't. He's gonna walk over to Francis and be like, all right, uh, what's, what's the plan here? Because uh, all right. what, what I was going for isn't working. That's fine. What exactly are we looking for here again? They, so, uh, they're related to the cultists or? Because this shop gets its things directly from Africa, which is where we assume the cult to be, it is possible that they have some of these stuff associated with the cult. They, the 
It was the last place that Hilton said that he was talking before he was arrested. Sir, excuse me. I don't want you. Could you keep your voice down a little bit? I don't want to tell other customers overhearing that. Look, don't there's a lot. Don't talk to me unless you want my number. Look, look, look. I, you're scaring some of the other customers. Now, there's a lot of rumors and misinformation going about town to slander our good name from the competition. I would be happy to make some kind of monetary donation to you all to just have this matter dropped. And I'd, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd appreciate you not dragging our name through the mud. We're a hardworking American establishment. Can I... I like the sound of that money, but we're going to need a little bit of information as well. Are you lying about them being a regular Oh, yes. Have I been rolling D20s this whole time? Whoops. <laughs> no one has succeeded anything. That would explain why everyone's rolling so high. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. He is hiding something. You're not sure what. But you think that the reputation of the Juju House is not what's on the big, uh, forefront of his mind. Well, if you're so insistent, how about we take this conversation to the back? Yes, uh, we actually are members of the newspaper, and while I hear what you're saying, and while money is always appreciated in the field of journalism, uh, frankly, it sounds like there's quite the story here. So perhaps you could, uh, let, let's talk turkey in the back, sir. I don't understand. What what business do you have that needs to be carried Oh, out? I apologize. I thought you didn't want us to continue having this conversation in front of your customers. <laughs> if you want, we can continue to do exactly that. All right, hold on one second. I mean, this is really an imposition on business. And you uh, see as he takes a moment to clear all the other customers out of the uh, out of the establishment and puts a for for sale a close sign up on the door. <laughs> well, I meant that we could just walk in the back while you're associated, watch the the front. But this is fine too. Bane has a newfound respect. At this point, the the Juju house is small. It's almost like a shotgun house establishment where it's a long tubular, like a one long barn. I don't know why I'm saying barn or tubular. It's like a long house. And from the back, and uh, you, you wouldn't so much call it a back as more like a, yeah. Seems to be like another room back there, but it's all piled up with gear and storage. You see another gentleman walk out. Some rounded muscles. The description of the muscular and the shaven head might suggest that this was the man being referred to by Hilton Adams himself. I'll take it. Yes, I'm glad your associate is here. We would like to speak to him as well. At this point, the uh, younger man turns over to the larger, rounder-shouldered man and says, I'm dairy. These people are looking for answers. Uh, well, maybe we can provide them. How can I help you three individuals? Uh, Frank checks to make sure that his pistol's in his coat. And then he, uh, kind of proceeds to Bane. 
Well, what you could start off with is telling us if you have any association or knowledge on a cult called the Platons, uh, I believe. He glances over to the younger gentleman and says, uh, almost with like a, a frown on his face. Look, there's a lot of misconceptions in this city, but I appreciate you not spreading rumors. The last thing we want to do is spread rumors. Uh, as such, perhaps you could just let us know what we uh, what we want to know. Let's get to the truth here. Well, the truth is, rumors have a way of hurting business. Not to belabor the point, I wouldn't want anything else getting hurt by spreading those rumors. I suppose that would be a bit of a I miss that, prov- uh, Dr. Bain. What was that? I was just saying it would be quite unfortunate if uh, something else were to get hurt as a result of the rumors. You see the man fold and uncross his arms and then refold his arms. Is he attempting to be intimidating? I guess emphasis on the word uh, attempting. He is attempting and succeeding at being mildly intimidating as he cracks his knuckles and his giant shouldery muscles bulge with veins. <laughs> Funny. To resist an intimidation role, it would probably be uh, against your psychology. He tries to intimidate you, but you guys are pretty evenly matched. Ah, uh, You do. Uh, all of you are able to shake off, shake off his advances. Look, if you're not going to buy something. Here. Then I'm going to have to ask you to leave. We are a specialty eclectic antique shop, and if you're not here to be antiquing, I suggest you shove off. Ah, uh, well, my system would be to indeed shove off this, but it, it would be really unfortunate if uh, some unsavory rumors were to spread to more of the high parts of society. What do you want? Are you going to spread our rumors all over town and get the police uh, all our business to ride up? Well, you need oh, money? Well, well, I'm not too fond of the police. I can spread rumors pretty far and wide the connections that I've made over the last couple years of my life. I could ruin your small mom and pop shop here. And I wouldn't even bad uh, don't now, it's not it. money that I want. I already believe I make more than you guys do in a year. But information. I'm listening. All I ask is that you give me any information you have about what I've already proposed to you earlier. I'm sure you guys know something. Well, I'd be lying if I didn't say we weren't familiar with the stories, but that's all they ever were. And we try not to bring... Yeah, we try not to bring the superstitions of the past into the modern day. 
Are you aware of a man named Hilton Adams? Terrible what happened to Hilton. I saw that they had arrested him for the... and implicated him in the murders, the series of... the vicious attacks. How much do you know about the situation? Only what I've read in the papers. You're being very dismissive. Yeah, can I roll insight on that, I guess? Yeah, I give me a psychology roll. You would be I don't know how to get hunches, but that is the best hunch I've ever had in my life. I, 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 from one liar to another, I think you know more than you were letting on, sir. Your spidey sense is tingling. Well, that's fair enough. Maybe I did know that when Hilton was arrested, they had gotten the wrong individual. Well, that isn't hard to tell. Anyone could tell that. Anyone could see that the incompetence of the police, they were just looking for a scapegoat. Now, if that was all that you were lying about, what would be the point in that? I'm sure that you're covering up quite a bit more than you let on. I'm trying to be as honest with all the information that I have. You've already lied to us. <laughs> yes, I'm going to uh, form your... I'm going to come out here with a hypothetical scenario. You can let me know if I'm wrong. Alright. I have a sneaking suspicion that two of you in this shop are a cover for the bloody tongue. I think that you are moving products in from Africa and distributing it to your cultist members here in this city. I think Hilton got too close to him, and I think that you guys arranged for Hilton to be disappeared. Just as you did to our dear friend, Mr. Elias, when he was knocking on your door. At this point, Francis pulls the pistol out of his coat and kind of puts it uh, on his leg right in front of him. Trying to intimidate me, Will? I'd say you'd have me in a corner if you had any proof for those allegations. I mean, who's to say that we don't? It's such a well-formed allegation, isn't it? Almost too much to be in. I'm sure we can find all the proof we need in this establishment here. And when the police find your bloody, bullet-ridden bodies here in this establishment, full of the uh, the evidence of your dirty deeds, it should be pretty obvious what happened. Well, it seems like you put all the pieces together so perfect. We're gonna do the slow clap. But it seems that you have miscalculated. I'm never good at math. Uh, yes, math is not my strong suit either. Uh, you're going to take those hands, you're going to put them carefully on the table in front of you. My associate here, Little Horse, is going to uh, secure them. Then we're going to continue this conversation. Okay, first ties him up. That's a lot of rules. Okay. Yeah, we'll keep drawing a bunch of things. No, stop it. I'm nervous. At this point, M. Derry, the young gentleman, and the older gentleman all pull out shotguns from under the table. And point him in your direction. 
Fucking damn it. Now this is a place of business. You've laid your accusations out and now suggest you come in here? You better bring the law with you if you're gonna make any headway. Here in America, we believe in law and order. Dun dun. Ding ding. Oh, bomb. <laughs> if you want to hold us to any kind of justice, you'll come back here, press charges, and if we're found guilty by jury of our peers, then we'll face a reckoning. But if you're coming in here and offering some vigilante justice, well, we got some buckshot that has your name on it. Uh, well, one question. How do you have buckshot, but you're wielding pistols? I think they pulled shotguns out. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good question. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of miscalculations were made. A lot of accusations were thrown around, you know. Yes, At this point, uh, you guys see from the back uh, a party of about six people come up. Uh, not super fancy uh, dress, but, you know, pretty, like, uh, nice, like, working class people. This is uh, the 1920s, so even the tramps are wearing suits. But these people they are, are nicely dressed. Walk through uh, your group. They walk up directly to you guys. They all seem pretty tipsy, rosy cheeks, laughing at each other's jokes. They notice that all of you have guns pointed at each other, and they squeak and run out the door. Oh, goodness. No, oh, they have guns. Uh, I hate this. So what city. are you guys doing? Oh, look who decided to show up. Oh, hi, sleepyhead. Hey, it's not I thought you were sleeping in the car. Uh, oh. I got too drunk. We were just leaving. Alright, since there are four people now, at least one of us will survive. This is true. <laughs> at least one, yeah. I didn't make it enemies of whoever you're making enemies with. No, 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 you're part of the group, part of the ship. Okay. You're going down with this boat, Doctor Who. You walk in and see guns pointed at everywhere. Everyone's got a gun on each other. Alright, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be a little bit quick here. Hold up, hold up, I'm raising with my hands. Everyone, calm down, calm down. And I'm gonna like, is there like a table or is, there, is this a bar? Where am I? There is a table, you got, you find yourself in this uh, funny antique shop that has all these uh, strange masks, all these awesome kind of look like weapons, hunting tools. Mm, mm, mm. Right, calm down, calm down, my friends, my friends. And I'm gonna uh, take uh, take out some glass glass shot glasses and place them down in a row. Pour out some whiskey and pour each um, glass so everybody has them. First, first, I take one, shoot it, and play it. Pour another, and look, take one. We are friends here. We have no reason to start. Hurting each other with God's uh, man's <laughs> weapons. The proprietor so of the shop uh, grabs the gra a glass and then looks over at you, still wary, keeping his gun on the people that pulled the guns on him. He hands out the glasses of whiskey and starts to lower his gun slowly while sipping. Well, we, are, we should all be friends here. 
yeah, Frank, Frank looks at Horst and looks at uh, Dr. Bane. It kind of like raises his eyebrows, like. Uh, I, I, I look at my companions and I raise my hand and I, I like give them a sign of like lower your guns. Like, yeah, that's nod. all right. So that's one vote. Uh, more importantly. That is. So what what is happening? I know I came in a little bit late, and I I, I don't understand the situation. But let's not get any of us killed here. Uh, uh, Doc God, while you were sleeping in the car, these gentlemen more or less admitted to the fact that they are working for this cult. They are bringing uh, dangerous items into this city, and they are at least indirectly responsible for the death of our friend Elias. Which one? Elias? Elias, Mr. Elias. Uh, indirect yes. death or just like they actually killed them? Because I'm pretty sure the person actually killed the person. This guy's in robes. Yes, well, I strongly suspect that these individuals are associates of those cultists. Okay. Uh, well, uh, let me ask you guys when I'm talking to the, the prior of the building. Like, do you work for them or do you just, you know, sell things to them? It's a misunderstanding. Maybe we had some unsavory characters coming in here trying to. Had an aesthetic to their cult, but I assure you, we don't associate ourselves with any untoward doings such as cultural, 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 cult activities. You wouldn't happen to have the information for any of these unsavvy characters that were coming in here. I can't just hand over a customer list, or that'd be a violation of privacy. Fourth Amendment. Frank Frank puts away his pistol, he takes a $100 bill out of his wallet. Well, I think we can make an exception this one time. I mean, these rules are here to be broken, and uh, he starts pulling out a ledger and going through page after page of neatly organized notes. I'm going to look at I refill the glasses as they look, they look through it and take another shot. <laughs> Dr. Ambervius, what was that? I'm going to look around the shop. Anything that seems... uh. I guess anything that catches my eye, really. It's like a Goosebumps movie. Everything is really odd and scary, especially when you zoom the camera angle into it. Do, do, do they have like a mask that looks like 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 it's made of gold? But you know, it's like like it's one of those like, like human uh, a smooth face mask. You know, like we go to the masquerade that's made just made of gold. But, like it doesn't have to be real gold, of course. Yeah, um, I'll look for anything like medical gold. or medical or plant or anything like that based organic I guess alright give me a spot hidden roll ah well I can't see so yeah I'll uh -huh. do it nice I'll do it I'll, I'll spot hidden that roll no 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 or maybe not actually I'm not in my I'm not in the right mind so, I will say that you don't find anything biological, medicinal, or anything otherwise. Oh, wait, here you go. No, it's fine. I don't need the other, the other spot hidden. I'll just go by myself. Yeah, so I don't find anything. No, however, you do see well, wait, wait, another wait, two wait, people. 
from the basement rise up uh, it seems like some kind of staircase leading down to the basement and they see all of you and walk out can I make my way down to the basement absolutely how's that neat are you making your way downtown walking, walking fast downtown. I'm walking quite briskly not enough for them to notice me heading towards the basement. Like maybe a nice little saunter off over there, but with intent. An intentional saunter. Give me a uh, stealth roll, please. Ah, goddammit. Why must you ask for rolls that I'm not good at? Ah, uh, uh, six. Okay, do I find my math now? That stealth is a fail, by the way. I see. I had a, sp- a suspicion that a 73 was pretty high. Doctor Who, you do not um, find what you're looking for, but you do see Dr. Ambervius disappear around the corner. You saw I, I, tr- I shrug. I shrug. Mm. Is there any daggers in here? Or, like... Ritual daggers. You do find some more ceremonial ceremonial knives. Hmm. Any uh, any that look uh, uh, related to the uh, the cult? Maybe somewhere with the uh, Nick. Uh, Niqua? Niqua? Niqua. Ah, the snake religion. Like. Nakal. N A A C A L. You find no ancient serpent person equipment. Uh, However, you do find a couple of pengas as well as these. uh, Almost like an axe-like knife. Take, uh, I'm gonna take the pango and the axe-like knife and place it to the side and take out a fifty and see, uh, uh, and, and like and place it on the on the table. It's like, hey, I have these. Can I take these? Absolutely. Save, Appreciate your business. And he hands you forty and change. Oh, thank you. you have anything uh, anything else that's uh, of uh, ancient origin? Frankly, I don't think those are ancient origins, and we don't really specialize well, in any kind of artifacts, and I'm afraid uh, I'm going to have to ask your party to leave as been a little bit disruptive, and frankly, I don't want, uh, want the remainder of our business to be scared away. Yes. Uh, Have they not taken down their guns? <laughs> and all the same, That's... it's the vibe, the energy that you, uh, friends, have brought to the establishment. Okay. What about me, though? Like, I understand them. Like, what if they left, and since I'm more, honestly, calmer and professional? You're I, I, I gesture towards, I gesture towards the drinks. 
of uh, friendship. You are more chaotic and unprofessional than the entirety of this party. Just make it a good boy. The people got said the person just pulled out like guns and I didn't have pull a firefight. I was staying cordial. He's making a good point. I was slightly cordial. He was cordial up until it was not necessary. Yes. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a long day. I've seen some Oh, also, we never got the information that we asked for, too. Uh, yeah, I gave them a bunch of money. I assume they gave us some contact information, or... What did that hundred dollars buy me? Did they give us the contact information for some of these uh, unsavory times? Hundred dollars was a lot back then. Yeah. They absolutely handed you uh, some notes, piece of paper. Was I able to make it to the basement? Yes. Ah. Uh... Dr. Ambervius, you make your way down the steps and this other uh, rambunctious horny couple uh, squeezes through the narrow stairways as you uh, pass each other. Follow. That's to be young. And you emerge into a basement and it is a dingy, poorly lit speakeasy. Oh. You see a curtain drawn across to the back wall in front of which sits a long single bar uh, currently there is only one other gentleman sitting at the bar I'll go take a seat up next to that gentleman uh, with you guys mess it with my speakeasy but uh, I'll take a seat next to the guy what's the most uh, quality looking alcohol it looks like they have up at the bar they're a professional sort they always have all the alcohols, the most quality. You look at the back and you see that this bar is a very generous word. You figure that essentially the only thing they got in those caskets is probably corn whiskey. That might make you go blind. God, it's so hard to find quality alcohol. He's going to take out the emergency flask and just ask for a glass. You get the nod, and he pours you some jet fuel that goes down with a bite. God, fuck. You look over, and you see the person next to you that you sat next to is passed out, barely leaning up on his, uh, his elbow propped up on his, uh, face. Can I tell if he's just hungover, or...? You give him a few pokes, and he, uh, leans over his arm and his face falling off of his cheek. Yep. A few minutes turn into a half hour. Half hour turns into an hour. Nothing happens. It's hard to tell time down in this basement. It always seems like perpetual twilight, as if dusk. The sun is just set. Gonna order some water, and uh, give it to the uh, passed out guy on the bar. Also order a glass for myself. Two waters arrive. It's not Flint, Michigan water or anything, is it? Seems a little cloudy. It's like California water, where you pour it out and it looks like milk. Um... Uh, Gross. You know what? I've dealt with worse. I'm sure 
I won't die, per se. Calcium is healthy for your bones. Yeah. Calcium. You drink He's the water. It tastes yeah, a little bloody. Yeah, it's going to force the water into the passed out person's mouth, like make him drink, lean his head back, you know, massage his throat. <laughs> oh, the, I'm back in the war. They're trying to waterboard me again. Yeah, More what are you doing? Uh, what? Has this guy actually been in the war? Oh, in the war? The dirty Germans. The dirty <laughs> Germans. Ah, uh, we're reading the same war. Can I, like, check him for any dog tags? You check him for dog tags, you do find the same, uh, Obviously, in different units, you don't recognize the man. However, you do find that he was uh, also serving. Ah. Wild. Gonna try to sober him up. You can tell this one's gonna need a night to uh, to correct, uh, to, to even out, dry off. How unfortunate. Uh, what's the, uh... What's, what's it look right, like around here? What's the amount of people? At the moment, it's just you and this lowly drifter who is nursing some cheap corn whiskey. Gotta slap away the whiskey like, nah, no more for you. Oh, I worked for that. I, I... He's gonna order him another water. And as you uh, hydrate up this... Uh, Rapscallion, this rough, uh, fallen on hard time soldier. You really take it in the basement, and you feel there's something here. The walls are almost wet, and you see that the orange-red drippings that drip down all the walls, as if there was some kind of mist coagulating on the air. You're funny. Hmm? What's that? Does this give me a feeling of unease? It is rising, especially the robotic, repetitive, mechanical motions of the bartender cleaning one glass, putting the glass down, picking up the same glass. You see behind the stacks of barrels, there is a... Well, there's a curtain that might be covering up a portion of this room. You're trying to do the math in your head, and you're not good at math, you damn math. But you feel like this room, shouldn't it be just a little bit longer? Can I investigate it? How so? Can I try to see if I can look behind the barrels? Yeah, they're heavy. Each barrel's probably got 50 gallons worth in it of this toxic, flammable substance. People can just paint thinner. People call booze what? you try and look around it and these floor to ceiling stacks of barrels is it doesn't seem like there's a gap especially you could tell there's a curtain behind the barrels just through the thin cracks because of the round shape of Z barrels 
That doesn't look like there's no real way to get behind the barrels. Not without moving them. I'm going to attempt to move the barrels. You missed rank the roll. Ah, uh, god damn it. I just oh had my god, to... you're so strong. Weak. Ah, but in the last moment, you know, that liquid courage really you know, does help. You hear the screeching of the wood of the barrel on the stone floor. You're able to move it just a little bit. Ma'am, can I help you? Bartender comes over and he's looking directly at you, almost standing over you as you had to squat and really get a low center of gravity to move that barrel. Man's gonna be a little startled. He, he didn't even hear him walk up on him. And Bane knows he's not that drunk. Ma'am, or uh, sir, can I help you? Uh, nope, nope, just, uh, stretch. And uh, he's gonna pretend to do some, some nice stretches. It's a pretty rare vintage, but we have even, uh, we have even more specialty vintage in the back if you'd like to try that whiskey. It's quite a bit better. Is he lying to me? Psychology roll. Hmm. Can I push that? Of course. Seems oh, yeah. like an honest guy. He's probably telling the truth. You are thirsty. Mighty powerful thirst has been building up. And it would be so nice to have a cool, refreshing, spicy... Oh my god. This guy's trying to kill me. Huh. Who would have thunk? Uh... uh Bane's going to politely decline the drink, uh, saying he's had enough uh, of that for tonight, and he just wants to enjoy the nice atmosphere that the speakeasy provides. Almost seems disappointed at this point, and he's continuing to insist. Really, I'll make it on the house. I would feel offended if you left here without having the experience of tasting this new vintage. I'm sorry, but any other time I would have loved to have gotten a drink with you, you know, gotten to know you a bit better, but tonight I'm just not feeling it. I mean, that first drink of the uh, kind of just, it, it took me out for the night. I, I just can't. I very much do appreciate your offer, though. Give him a tip. He deserves no tip. That alcohol tasted disgusting. Well. Should we, like, call for him who's downstairs so we can leave? Or we just walk out? It's been some time now. Like, I think I've been under an hour. Oh, really? Alright, yeah, I guess we left you. Dr. Bane? Yep. I just had a musical mishap. Oh, it's oh. I think we're gonna have a comic. Uh, comic. Com combat. No. No combat. The guy, looking a little disappointed from behind the bar, is going to let you, allow you to leave. Are you making your way back up to the top? I don't know. I'm just going to sit back over at the bar and wait for the bartender. 
stops looking at me so intently. You can tell he's trying to not pay too much attention to you, but you have his complete attention. Uh, what's the sanity looking like on this guy? Give me a psychology roll. Uh, psychology roll after psychology roll. I'm not a psychologist. Not a doctor, Jim. Not a doctor. I'm a biochemist. Damn it, Jim. God. It's hard to tell. This guy is a stone wall of emotion. However, you can tell that he is focused on you. After a few moments, the younger man from upstairs comes in, grabs a beer, and you see they have a quiet moment where their heads lean together in and they whisper something quiet to each other. I know, I enjoy that. The young man, turning to leave, casts a glance at you and then continues back upstairs. Hmm. Well, he doesn't seem to care that I'm just down here. How long are you going to stay there, uh, Dr. Ambervius? Until I'm able to get behind the casks. Nothing changes. Time stretches on, and it's only due to your watch that you're able to judge any kind of change. After a while, the young man returns, but you hear more than one set of footsteps. You look over and making no motion, the drunk continues to just lull in a stupor, not even acknowledging the nine other men that walk down the stairs down into the speakeasy. Am I in trouble? Feels like I'm in trouble. Nine men. Damn. Francis, Doctor Who, and Little Horse, what are you all doing in the car? Uh, honking the horn. Hurry up! Let's go. We've been here forever. We might have to go get him. All right, let's go. But this time we're packing heat. Well, I guess we're always been packing heat. All right, fine. Let's go. You all head back I'll in. walk in first with the most strength, of course. Yeah, we head back in. Sure, let's go back in. See what's taking uh, the doctor so long. You guys sit in the car for a while, check your watches once, twice. Damn it, it's not like the doctor to leave us hanging for so long. And you guys rightly consider that there might be something afoul. Grabbing your guns. You head back into the Juju House, the bizarre emporiums of strange antiques. And that's where we're going to end it this week. Oh, nice. Oh, gotcha. Cliffhanger. Son of a bitch, Wookie. You're not trying to kill her again, are you? 
Try it. Try? <laughs> there is no try. Yeah, but thanks for playing this week, guys. Uh, had fun? Always fun? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Works! I gotta go to bed. I'm so tired. I gotta work in the morning. Uh, buenos nacho. Hasta la pasta. Take it easy, everybody. Good night. Bye. Tired of watching self-indulgent and frankly poorly written sitcoms and TV shows? Clearly, this was just an idea the massage and fellatio, the director and producers of a certain network. Well, now you can finally tune in to just watch them masturbate on the fellatio channel. Yes, on the fellatio channel, we believe in being honest. No longer do the producers and creators hide behind an intellectual property. No, we get them in front of the camera, pull their pants down, and have them tug that noodle or squash that clit because we just want to see them jerk off. No, no longer are we watching gratuitous masturbation on the TV through garbage art. We're actually just watching the producers and the creative directors jack off. Yes, this is the most pure art form and channel on TV. Turn into the jack off channel. Jerking off all day, every day. Channel 69.